Welcome back. How can you help people going through trials? How can you visit them in the hospital, encourage them? What things can you do? Let's talk about it. First thing I always like to tell people uh, is when you want to visit someone in the hospital, you need to reach out to them and let them know that you want to visit. But you also need to give them the opportunity to say no without it being awkward. And I know a lot of times we almost feel like that if we, if we don't visit people, it means that we don't care about them, or if somebody doesn't want to see us in the hospital, it's almost like they, we feel like that they don't care about us. But we need to be reminded that when folks are in the hospital, they're embarrassed, they're uncomfortable. They haven't taken a shower. They're wearing this, these hospital gowns, these great hospital gowns. Parts are falling out. And a lot of people just don't want to see anybody. And it's not personal. So what I always try to teach people when I teach on this is that you, if you want to visit someone in the hospital, you need to reach out to them. Reach out to them and tell them that you'd like to visit, but also give them the opportunity to say no. And, and the opportunity to say no without it being awkward. You also need to let them pick the time. This was something that was very interesting to me when people would come to see us during, our daughter's, uh, during the time of our daughter's accident. Uh, hospitals are very busy places. Certain times during the day, they are very busy. A lot of things going on, a lot of people coming in and out, uh, a lot of people poking and prodding and fixing machines and whatnot. Um, when do people typically visit? Well, they typically visit when they have time to, which is usually lunchtime or something along those lines. You know, one of the things that happened with uh, when, when during the, my daughter's stay was that lunchtime was actually the busiest time of the day because it was the time that the nurses took our daughter back to give her a bath. And it's a very painful process, but one of the greatest fears that someone have with a burn victim is cleaning their wounds for infections. And it's very painful for the child, and it's not a lot of fun for them. They do it every day. It's extremely important um, because your skin is the best layer that you have against infections. And someone literally can die if they get an infection. And so that happened actually during lunchtime. And so whenever people would come by, I would be in the midst of helping my daughter with her bath, trying to calm her down. She'd be screaming a lot. It, it'd be a horrible, it wasn't a lot of fun. And yet that was the time when people came to see me because that's when they were, when it was convenient for them. And a lot of times I would not go see them. I was just too busy, I had too many things going on, and I just could not break away. People went away frustrated about that. So my takeaway is that you need to, when you want to visit someone in the hospital, you need to reach out to them and tell them you want to do it without it being awkward. Let them pick the time. Understand they may not want to see you. It's not personal. Because most people going through a trial only want to see a few people. They just don't want to see a lot of people especially those that are introverts like myself. But somehow we feel this obligation that if we don't go see them in the hospital, 
It's a reflection of, the, the, of how we feel about them, that we don't care. And sometimes I think that we want to be the inside guy, the guy with access, you know, the guy that, oh, you know, how, how's he doing? Oh, yeah, I saw him the other day. You know, and all those things kind of work against us in encouraging folks. You know, one of the things that my wife and I ended up doing is we ended up not even taking visitors because it was just so difficult. And we actually put a guest book out in the waiting room that people could leave a note, write an encouraging note, and so forth. And we really enjoyed looking at that every day. I would read that to my daughter when she came back from her bath uh, to kind of calm her down and help her go to sleep. And I think that's a great way to do it. I mean, you don't have to visit someone to encourage them. You can go to the hospital. You can take them a gift. You can sign the guest book. In fact, one of the ways that I was able to calm down my daughter after her bath was that I would always read the cards and open the gifts and read the guest book and let her know, you know, such and such came by and how I know, you know, I went to high school with the person and it always seemed to calm her down and it was very helpful. But I just did not have time to see people in the hospital. So when you do go see people in the hospital, what do you do? What do you say? What should you not say? Well, the first thing I'd like to tell you to is to is to listen, not speak. The second thing I want to tell you to do is to listen and not speak. And the third thing I want to tell you to do is to listen and not speak. You know, too much of the time we go in and we start talking about things and we ask questions. And we start talking about, oh, that happened to me, and oh, yeah, I understand. You just need to listen. And it was always interesting to me how the pastors, the past, the, those that were professionals, would come see us. They would listen. They would pray. They didn't ask questions. They were totally different than the other people that came to see us. You know, you, you're there to affirm people. You're not there to ask them questions. You need to listen to them. You need to be careful about giving them pity. Oh, you know, you feel bad. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. You know, you need to be positive. Just listen. If they're talking about their situation, just, just let them just listen. You don't have to say anything. You don't need to give advice. You don't need to try to control the situation. You don't need to tell them what to do. And please, God, do not give them religious teachings. Do not say things like, everything happens for the reason. I had someone say that to me in the emergency room the night of our daughter's accident, and I just about punched them. At the time, we were told our daughter would not live, and she was on her last, last hour. And someone came up and told me, everything happens for a reason, and he just about got hit. Your job is to listen. It's not to give advice. It's not to control. It's not to teach people. In fact, it was always interesting to me that the ministers never quoted anything. They never talked about why things happened. They never talked about religious teachings. They just listened. I mean, your job is to bear the burdens, not fix them. Your, your job is to listen, not tell people what to do. Please do not show up and start asking people, what are you going to do? What are you going to do about such and such? You've got to be careful to control your anxiety. 
You've got to recognize that a lot of times when you do that, you're really trying to make yourself feel better. It's not necessarily about the other person. You're wanting to know what they're going to do because you're anxious about the outcome. You know, you're not there to control. You're not there to feed their anxiety. You're not there to tell them what to do, even if you know what they need to be doing. You need to let them make their own decisions. You know, people in the hospital don't feel too good. They usually don't have sleep. They haven't had their shower. They don't want to be told what to do, even if you know that. We had multiple people that would come to the hospital and give us advice. And their advice might be very good, but I wasn't in the mood for advice. And the other thing I would say is that you, you've got to be careful not to overstay your visit. When you go see somebody, if you're sensing any kind of embarrassment or that somebody doesn't want to talk or doesn't want to visit, leave. You don't need to come and hang out. We had so many people that would come by just to hang out. And they would try to get me to talk. Well, talk about your feelings. Talk about what's going on. I didn't want to talk. You know, they weren't encouraging to me. They were. It actually annoyed me. And then finally, as far as the hospital visits, you've got to extend grace. Extend grace to the person that is going through the trial. You know, people in the hospital, they're not getting sleep. They have tubes running out of everything. They don't feel very good, and they're not going to be on their best behavior. And they're probably going to be very short with you. Allow grace. Allow grace for the people that are going through this tough time. You can't expect them to act, to act normal. What are some other things that you don't need to be doing as far as, not necessarily as visits, but just in giving general encouragement? Well, probably my biggest thing is if you are texting someone or you're emailing someone or you're calling them, to encourage them and tell them the, tell them that you love them, that you're concerned about them. Don't ask them to call you back. And don't ask them to give you an update. We had multiple people that were constantly wanting updates about our daughter's condition. It was daily changing. We don't have time to update everybody. People would call us, and they'd want us to call them back. And they would actually call us again and be annoyed that we didn't call them back. I didn't have time. You know, it was so busy in the hospital. There was very few minutes that I was not taking care of our daughter. And when I wasn't, I was sleeping. I didn't have time to let everybody know. In fact, there was something called care notes that I want to encourage you to look into. Care notes, there's a number of different um, sites on the Internet that you can blog. People can sign up for that. They can get updates. I think it's a great way to let people know. But people should not expect for you to update them. They should not expect for you to call them back. And so generally, and I'll just close with this, I, I generally, when you want to call somebody or you want to email them or text them, here's what I want you to say. If you want to talk, I'm here. If not, that's okay. I just want to come by and see you and tell you that I love you and see if there's anything I can do. That is a great way to visit someone in the hospital. If you want to talk, I'm here. If not, it's okay. I'd like to come see you, 
tell you that I love you. If, if you don't want to see me, that's okay. Just let me know if there's anything I can do for you. That's how we need to visit people. If you try to text them or write them a note, say something along the lines of, I know you're overwhelmed. I just want to know that I love you. I just want you to know I love you, that I'm praying for you. Don't call me back unless you want to. If you want to talk, I'm here. Call me back whenever. That's how you leave a message. That's how you text people. You don't obligate them to update you and call you back. Well, that pretty much closes this segment on the book. I hope it's been helpful and encouraging to you, and we'll talk to you soon. You've been listening to Insights with Philip Wilson, an Alabama-registered investment advisor. Learn more by visiting his website at ssmistakes.com or by calling 205-868-9297.